Good morning and God bless. I'm Dominique DePrima. This show is called First Things First. My first thing today and every day, giving thanks, giving praises, asking for blessings from God, asking for the blessings of the ancestors and the elders, and getting it started on a Friday. You know what we do? We do it even more on Fridays. Uh, Hour one, we do local. What's going on on the left coast around your neighborhood, your community? Hour two, we go national, international, and beyond. And in hour three, we uh, usually do a deep dive. We're, we're kind of flipping the script a little bit, and I think we're going to start flipping the script on Fridays. Of course, you're always welcome to call in 800-920-1580. Any hour, any topic, you can change the subject uh, in, in typically in the second hour. But today, uh, I want to start doing something on Fridays because I really feel like it's important to track, coalesce, um, and be very persistent, very insistent about the reparations conversation. So we're going to start doing Freedman Fridays. In the second hour of the show, we will be talking about reparations for the foreseeable future. I just want to stay focused. I don't want weeks to pass when we don't discuss it. Uh, We need to keep this momentum going uh, and build on that. And so we have Rashid Littlejohn joining us hour two today. But of course, you're welcome to weigh in and we'll unpack that in hour three. So be ready to call me uh, if you haven't done so uh, before then be ready to call me in hour three. Uh, it is uh, my pleasure to have this morning as a partner in politics, a pastor. Maybe I should have had him start the show praying over our weekend. Uh, he is uh, the executive director of the Southern Christian Leadership Council of Southern California. He's an activist and also uh Leads his flock, Pastor William Smart. Good morning. Good morning, Sister DePrima. How are you doing today? I'm blessed. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. This is a great day to be alive and to be about the Father's business. <laughs> you, um, you do wear a lot of hats, literally and figuratively. Um, and the SCLC carries on, continues to carry on a tradition of pastors, uh, particularly in our African-American community, who go beyond uh, the walls of the church with their message. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I think we, in, in the, in the tra- tradition of Martin Luther King Jr., in the tra- tra- tradition of Jesus, in the tradition of all of those pastors, male and female around this city, that whose shoulders I stand on. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to do the work I do. Well, okay, so, you know, when we say in the tradition of Martin Luther King Jr., of course, people think about protests, and um, they think about building movement building. Mm-hmm. How do you see your assignment? I mean, is it is it a conflict? I feel like now we, maybe this is not fair. Maybe it's just not in the media as much, but I feel like now we see less of that model of the activist pastor and we see more uh, prosperity gospel and more um, people falling away from institutions and kind of doing their own uh, personal relationship, you know, well, they say it's not about religion, it's about relationship. Right. Well, so how do you see your role in, in you know, as, as an activist and as a pastor? I, I can't, they're merged together in me all of my <laughs> life. 
I've been an activist. You know, um, a couple of weeks ago, I celebrated preaching 55 years of preaching the gospel. Wow. In the year that Dr. Martin Luther King died, I started preaching. And I... um. It's always been that type of message. I grew up around pastors who were activists. Past, and then when I started reading about the lives of civil rights leaders and pastors, I just naturally uh, uh, developed these 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 this spirit and developed this type of ministry for myself. I've always felt it was a calling. I always felt that it was something that was inculcated into me to do throughout my life. And so I have been that activist. I in the, in the tradition of my grandfather, in the tradition of a godfather, in the tradition of some men and women who have just really, really... Um, spurred me on my father um just you know it was just a lot of ministers up to this day of uh, who i always talk about my wife what she has done what the leading of our flock and other things it's just important that you got to stand for something you got to believe in something you cannot get caught into the prosperity you cannot get caught you have to give something to the people here and now that empower them to live from day to day hallelujah hallelujah happy friday happy friday uh this is something that i wasn't thinking of talking about today but that always happens around here y'all know at 800-920-1580 I have always felt in one of the reasons when I you know give salutations to God on this show and other places that I typically leave it non-denominational mm-hmm. insert your uh, your place of worship your mm-hmm. the way you talk to God here is because I feel like spiritual gang banging is such a problem, not just today, but historically, right? I mean, mm-hmm. all the way from the Crusades to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, wars, whole wars have been mm-hmm. fought. And, you know, as we look at the local reverberations of what's going on between Palestine and Israel, it's kind of amped up because, you know, people are, some people are spinning it as just a war of faith, like Muslims mm-hmm. versus Jews or anti-Semitism versus uh, Islamophobia. And I know that both of those things are present Mm -hmm. in the conversation. But it seems to me that it's, you know, a lot of it has to do with um, land and people's, you know, different visions of of nationhood and and borders Mm -hmm. more than strictly um, religion. Right. Right. I think that's an excellent way of putting it. Um, I've been preaching about the people of the land. The people of the land were are the people that live in Israel, the people that the people that live in Gaza, the people that live on the West Bank. You know, they're the people of the land and you have the military and you have the political leadership but it's to me it's those it's the people of the land right now that's most important um the people of gaza that don't have water or don't have um electricity at times it's the people in israel who were killed um innocent people on both sides so i tried to i have that balance of my presentation it's all about the land i think 
through out of this. We need to definitely come up with a two-state solution. I, that's that's important. A two-state solution. It's important that America does what America should do here, and help Israel get to the point where they acknowledge they need a two-state solution to you this. You mean diplomatically help them? Yeah, yeah, diplomatically. Uh, uh, yeah, because we we've given them enough everything else. We have to. They have to understand that it's time for peace. And it's time for the beloved community. And that's, you know, I, I've been in this conversation um, for the last three three weeks. I mean, all my life, but the last three weeks, have it has really been accentuated to me. And I, I feel for Israel. I feel for Palestine. I feel for Gaza. Yeah, I mean, I think the people of the land is, is helpful. Um, we had, you know, we've had flaring up of hate crimes here. Uh, there's some anti-Semitic ma- messages painted outside of Cantor's Deli. We've seen flare-ups on campuses. We're also seeing spikes in Islamophobia attacks um, on Muslim people and students. It's, and, and, of course, you see that in the West Bank. We're hearing these reports, which is not new, of you know uh, aggression uh, by settlers, or retaliatory, or other. I, you know, I even hesitate to call anything retaliatory because this has been going on yes. for so many years, uh, at least since 1948. Right. That, you know, when you get that's it, it's just a cycle. But I guess the question here is like, I always will stand against hate crimes. Right. Um, and the question becomes, is all of this really, you know, are people so not educated that they don't understand the difference between a person of faith, a Muslim person, or an, a Jewish person, which could be any race, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a Muslim or a Jewish person could be of any race. Um, and the politics, the political um, debate, so that if you're angry at the Israeli government for um, slaughtering uh, civilians, which they're doing right now as right. we speak, or if you're angry at uh, the Hamas organization for uh, slaughtering uh, Israelis, that that you automatically think that's a religious question. Right. You you know it is a because there the two are so uh, you know. The culture is so mixed up in the is such a part of the religion that the politics play an important role in that. But it's real important to understand that you know I don't. I mean, we could get deep on this, but um, that Judaism is the religion and Islam is the religion. And in those religions, there are tenets of everything that's going on. When I say t- when I say everything, people see and people practice all types of things in those two different religions. Right. You're talking about different denominations within a religion, yes, yes. different levels of yes. Uh, of you know uh, adherence <laughs> to yeah. the principles, yes. just and like Christians, right? right. I mean, you got exactly. some that are real. <clears throat> Lucy Goosey with it, and other mm-hmm. folks that are much more fundamentalist Christians, right, sticking mm-hmm. to their interpretation and understanding of uh, of uh, the Bible. 
That's right. Well, in this, they're holy writs. They're holy words. You know, the Quran and, and the Torah, you know, it's they're they're there in this like you said it's the interpretation but that interpretation is associated with now for years the land is associated with the traditions it's associated with the what the people believe and you have judaism that you know that practices something that that there's it's the holy city it's the holy site the land is a holy site and you have the palestinians or other arab countries that believe that 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 land is their land and so you know in what happened in 1948 when the un gave the land to israel basically um that that started everything and this whole zionist movement the movement that um, uh, that has really gone at times, I think it has gone too far because I heard um, a rabbi the other day said there's a difference between Judaism and Zionism. And the Zionism is this quest for the fight for the land. Uh, I, I, it's not a religion. Zionism no, is no, not a religion. No, that's what yeah, I was getting. To be clear. Judaism is a religion, not Zionism. Now, that's your Zionism your is more like a political philosophy. Reminds me a little bit, um, and not you know of like the manifest destiny concept, mm-hmm. which you know the United States has practiced, and um, exactly. And we're in a weird crossroads, right? Because we have always said we, the United States, have always said we have the right to take your stuff, whether mm-hmm. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, whether you're Mexico, whatever. We continue to expand um, mm-hmm. our empire. Yes. And yet, you know, it, it, it's it feels confusing, I think, for people because we don't think it's OK for Russia to do what we do. Right. Or, or what we've done in the past. But that's the American hypocrisy. We you know, that's the American. That's hypocrisy. What, which is which is another word for American exceptionalism. Yeah, you could, <laughs> we could call it whatever it wants to. But America has traditionally how they treated my my ancestors. And I will always say the reason we need reparations, the re, reason we need this movement is because the way they treated my my ancestors. And so we that's the hypocrisy of America. We have learned to deal with it and to fight it. I mean, honestly, I I, I believe that I am a passionate patriot. Three mm-hmm. P's: passionate, progressive patriot. Okay. But uh, I, my interpretation of of patriotism is taken from what Frederick Douglass said, which is that a true patriot will fight to fix the flaws in mm-hmm. her nation. Uh, will not stand blindly by. And allow uh, her country to veer off of the principles that it claims that it stands for, i.e., the Constitution. Well, that has been that has been something that we have done at true. Not I don't want to put conditions on it. Activists have done that throughout our lives in America. That's yeah. what we know to yeah. do. Yeah. It's not America's not right, but we have to stay here and fix it. A lot of right things about it. A lot of great things about it. Um, but, yeah, we we definitely got work to do. Pastor William Smart is my guest. I want to um, get an update from you while when we continue uh, talk about where you are in terms of Mark Ridley Thomas, Dr. Mark Ridley Thomas, um, and the movement 
uh, of pastors who have been uh, getting his back throughout this um, debacle in the city of Los Angeles concerning a former city council member, former board of supervisors, and former SCLC leader, uh, Dr. Mark Ridley Thomas. That's next on KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DiPrima when we come forward. And your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DiPrima right now. Right now, right now Pastor Smart is in the building. 800-920-1580 is the number if you want to get in uh, in through the telephone, telephonically. You can also hit us up uh, virtually on KBLA 1580, every single platform. KBLA 1580, we're streaming on YouTube right now at KBLA 1580. Find me at DePrima Radio, D-I-P-R-I-M-A, and then radio. Uh, before we move on real quick, um, Past- Pastor Smart, I think what, you know, what I was trying to center, I always talk about how we have to understand, we have to begin to understand the difference between race, culture, nationality, mm. ethnicity. But I don't typically include religion in that. Um, but I think when it comes to um, Israel and Palestine, you have to, because it becomes confusing. I saw Ta-Nehisi Coates on Twitter. Actually, I retweeted it if you want to see what he was saying. With a powerful explanation based on his visit uh, to the Middle East and how it plays out in some ways as religion, because... Um, he was saying at at the checkpoints, he was they people demanded to know what his religion was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Israeli soldiers before they would let him go on. But I feel like if people are spray painting canters and you know attacking mm-hmm. Jewish students on U.S. campuses, um, they're not clear on the difference between race, nationality, ethnicity, culture, and now adding in religion. Yeah, I think. Um it's really important that we we have that understanding. But I going back to what you said earlier, that it's unfortunate that we're at a place now because of what's going on in that region of the country that we are fighting and we are inflicting harm to those to the to the groups here in America. Is Islamic phobia and anti-Semitism something that has always been around, but all of a sudden now it has been exacerbated? Yeah. And I think that's something we, um, the beloved community, has to work on. Yeah, well, to me, yeah. To me, if you're mad at Israel or you're mad at Hamas, that shouldn't extend to all uh, Muslims, nor should it extend to exactly. all Jews. People yes. of faith have different yes. uh, affiliations, different opinions, different um, understandings of the world. Let's go to Carl calling us from Los Angeles. Good morning, Carl. Hey, happy Friday, Dominique. Happy, happy Friday. Friday. Yes. Oh, yes, it is. Hey, tell your guest uh, right down a scripture. You know I'm not a scripture freak and all that stuff, but I just <laughs> happen to be talking with somebody. And he said, Luke 14.32, maybe that might consist to uh, Israel over there making peace. I don't know. Maybe uh, your guest can uh, explain that scripture. Hey, but uh, did you guys catch the fight this week? Uh, Tyson Fury and a brother named Francis I from uh, Cameroon. Yeah, Cameroon. But he was he's French now, and he did win the fight, but they gave it to Tyson Fury. But the point of it is... I looked at the whole entire audience all the way around the ring. It was made up of uh, Germans and Arabs and uh, all these different people in suits and all this stuff. And 
they really wasn't too concerned about any war. I know they weren't because they, if they were, they would wouldn't be sitting there. But I seen it on their face. They thought they was gonna lose all them, all that money that uh, <laughs> that Tim Harris put on a fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I see Joe Biden this week standing in front of a John Deere tractor. Just what I want for my reparations package: a John Deere tractor. <laughs> Hey, seriously. <laughs> I'm laughing I'm... because I love that you went there with it, but honestly, that I don't need that in my reparations package, but you could send it. I'll sell it. <laughs> I don't, yeah, well, I don't hey, need yeah, a I I, What that... am I going to do with the John Deere tractor? Uh, yeah, but... well, I'd rather have that instead of that mule, but uh, hey, you know, what, what can you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mule is an SUV. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, give me your thought on that makeup of the ring at the fight. I mean, uh, they didn't seem like they was too concerned about Israel, Palestine, and all that other stuff. And have your have your uh, your minister there go over that scripture, Luke fourteen thirty two. Enjoy your day, Dominique. You and your guests and everyone there. Okay, Bye. thank you, boy. He he packed a lot into a short time, Pastor. We got a minute and a half before news, traffic, and sports. Now I'm going to have to go look at this controversial fight. It's a Brit uh, versus a French guy, which. Apparently, is a black guy versus a white guy. How do we always get there in the ring? Well, hey, it goes all the way back to Holmes and Cl- Clooney, and you know, it's always a white against black in that ring um, that really causes the most amount of resources for those that invest in it. Let me say it that way: Francis Ngannou. Yes. Against Tyson Fury. I don't watch uh, boxing like I used to. But, yeah, it's funny how all of these things become symbols. And, I mean, is the fight crowd the same crowd that's, you know, tracking what's going on between uh, Hamas and Israel, between uh, the Palestinian people uh, and the state of Israel? Is I don't know if it's fair to say because people are at the fight not paying attention. That means these groups of people don't care. It's their fight fans. That's what they. That's what they're doing. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, that scripture he talked about. If he is not able, he will send a delegation, while the others is still a long way off, and will ask for terms of peace. I just think you know that script. I don't just take a scripture. I have to read it in total context. Okay, we got news, traffic, and sports. So let's get the context when we uh-huh. come forward. People over here, I'm so glad you're here because. Uh, I'm not trying to be a biblical uh, expert, but I have one for you, Carl. KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580. I do appreciate you. Pastor William Smart is here before we get off and running because that's how we how we do. Um, Pastor Smart, of course, the leader of the SCLC of Southern California. Pastor Smart, uh, you have an event coming up this yes, weekend. Yes, we have the first Healing Hope Community Wellness um, Wellness Action um, Access. It's um, mental health. It's a mental health summit. It is Saturday from ten to two p.m. at the Kedron Community Health Center. This is an event put together by Kedron St. John's Wellness Center. Um, the county, the supervisor, Holly Mitchell, the county, the medical, uh, uh, mental health of um, the county is um, some city council persons are involved in it. Um, SCLC, of course, uh, and um, it's current price, Marquise Dawson and um, Heather Hunt. 
all of them. And then we have a bunch of organizations from um, the women of SCLC. We have the Community Build. We have the Normandy Church of Christ, the Red Cross, uh, Nat National University, the L.A. Mission, Baptist Ministers Conference of Los Angeles in Southern California. J this is J Gethsemane Church. This is just to name a few. And it's a day where we're really wanting to address and give people resources that they can understand mental health. They can understand where they can go. And even in times of crises, one of the things, one of the motivating factors for this was we were I was giving away food and I stopped somewhere at a McDonald's and this day this sister in there was really having a tough time and she never physically touched anybody but she had everyone real scared and I with tears in my eyes and I was trying to talk to her and get across and she just got so quiet and just looked at me, just looked at me for five minutes. And I just, I just, and I said, you know what, as I, as, as it was going on, I said, something really needs to be done. I'm tired of African-Americans and Latinos going through this daily struggle in this community. And there seems to be nobody just giving them the resources or nobody or they don't know where to go. Family members don't know where to go. And, you know, this type of activity, uh, illnesses, a lot of things cause it from homelessness, from um, job, not having uh, employment, not, you know, the traditional racism not doors are not opening up for people family crisis all of that we have to address this as a community and SCLC went to Kedron and went to St. John's and said let us partner we got Holly Mitchell in the county involved. We got the three council districts involved. And we said, now's the time that we, there are other organizations that are doing this, but we want a broad movement among the churches, among community to say, we got to bring healing and wellness to our people. I mean, it, it you know, it's a great, cause i feel like i see more and more of us and by us i'm talking about black people right now who have gone over the edge you yeah. know not you know whether they're unhoused or just um you know struggling in whatever way it you know we've always had mental health crises in this country and no and no surprise there the amount of uh, racism white supremacy and day-to-day -day discrimination we face in our daily lives is a pressure unto itself but i feel like in the past five years there's been some kind of explosion of um not just a the quiet you know day-to-day -day depression anxiety that we deal with but that point of seeming no return right right so you attribute that to lack of care? Lack of care, I attribute it to 
not having the resources. But haven't we always had a lack of care and not had the resources? Like, why now? Why are we now, you know, hitting a wall? I think because there are extenuating circumstances that's going on in our communities that uh, has brought it to this point. And I think if we don't deal with it, um, the unintended consequences of policies that are against us, and if we don't deal with this now, we will see, I mean, you know, a lot of people are going to fall off. Now, it's a sensitive subject, and we are here to promote it and because we're saying healing hope and community wellness because one of the things we struggled with people run from mental illness stuff you said we're going to have a mental illness a summit on mental illness well people are going to run from that but there are just a lot of things that are going on from yoga to healing circles that day we're giving away a lot of food that day um working with the la mission and um, we're leaving here and we got to go. If people want to help volunteer today to put together boxes, please call me and I could tell you where to meet us at. Um, you know, you want to give out your number? Uh, I'll, I'll give out 213-268-3082. If you want to volunteer, call If you want to volunteer today at 10 o'clock, meet us. You just call that number. Um and we we have to, you know, you have to have a heart for this. And I've been working with people the last three months pulling this together that are just in it. They just have a heart for it. Um, and, and they're they're committed and they've been in all their lives and they really want to see some healing. They want to see some they, they want to see a change. They want to see a transformation of our of our people. Hmm. Yeah, and well, and, and and a stabilization is what I'd like to see. A transformation is good too. So this is taking place Saturday um, from ten to two p.m. at Kedron um, in South LA. Get some food, get some fellowship, do some yoga, and maybe uh, some mental Bre- health their resources. Breakout, their breakout sessions and panel discussion for pastors and for the community and young adults. There's a mobile clinic. Everything that we're, we will. Um, Kedron's mobile clinic will be open and so people could just come and get their from blood pressure to diabetes checks you name it they're going to be doing it that day there um you know there'll be vaccine vaccinations going on then we're going to have housing and rental support um domestic violence support um support for home home caregivers um dementia alzheimer's family support nutritional cooking demonstrations breakout sessions we're going to feed them substance abuse grief support anxiety and stress mental health professionals and resources will be on the site um it's going to be an important day it's like a one-stop one-stop kind of situation over at kedron that's on tomorrow so all are invited right yes come on if you know if, if you know someone that needs that help and it's maybe not you you can still bring a friend and say hey let's swoop by here uh, i do want to get an update on on where your efforts are uh, with dr mark ridley thomas we'll look at that next on kbla talk 1580 say the quiet part out loud, out loud. kbla talk 1580 november is 
We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Pastor William Smart is in the studio, which means he's on YouTube with me. Uh, A lot of folks tracking Dr. Mark Ridley Thomas. We've talked about it so much on the station. Um, His uh, legal troubles, he was convicted, um, sentenced to three years um, in prison, is appealing um, Mm -hmm. the sentence, and the judge agreed to allow Dr. Ridley Thomas, which to me is a no-brainer, to be out um, on bail pending a re uh, the the retrial the appeal yes um it's you know it's makes sense dr lee thomas obviously not a flight risk has been a huge um huge you know just positive impact on everyone here in los angeles but and we know i know at least i've heard that that uh, dr ridley thomas has a new legal team you've been part of a very vocal and active group of pastors supporting Dr. Ridley Thomas. Where do you, how do you see where we are right now with this situation? Well, the good thing is November 13th, he doesn't have to surrender. Um, he, he, his, his team is going to have a, the first brief will be sometime in late January where they, they go. I don't know if they're going to go before the judge then, but the, they have to have something, some papers in order by then, which they will. It's very effectively. Um, I've been a, I'm a member of the South L.A. Clergy for Public Accountability, and we've met with his team and understand what, you know, the process that they're going to take. I just, you know, the important thing is here is that unlike any other case, you know, Dr. Ridley Thomas did not take any money. He did not go on any lavish trips or anything like that. It was it's a case that um, and then what was voted on was a unanimous decision of the board of the board of supervisors at that time. And so still a. The, the Justice Department did not serve him well. And so we have been supportive of him, honored to be supportive of him because this has been one of the one one person that has stood up for our community. And I think it's so important that we do that. That, And yes, he is fa- he is part of SELC family. But I think if he wasn't, we would have still have the track record to be very supportive of him. So you're saying the support of a group of pastors, really, and others, but and others. a lot of pastors, too, um, is is a result of his service. Yes, the, there's a connection with SCLC, but you're the only one of those pastors that is uh, connected to SCLC. So you're saying it, it's really based on Dr. Ridley Thomas's Do- service yo, to the his community. His service, his service to the community. Yes, yes. You know, yeah. The most peculiar thing happened in my lifetime. One day, I went with one of the administrators of my college, Miles College. And the next thing you know, I was standing in a hallway across from George Wallace, who was the, who had been the anti-segregation, I mean, the segregationist governor of Alabama. I looked at him across the way. I dared not go speak to him because he was in his office. Glass was there. But 
what had just happened, black people had come. He went to black people and said, I was blind, but now I see. I was sick, but now I'm well. And they voted for him. And I'm saying they forgave him. And I look at that a lot of times we forgive everybody. We got to learn how to forgive ourselves. Hmm. Speaking of that, uh, we um, <clears throat> we had Carl called about uh, Luke uh, fourteen thirty two, and you. I said you were going to unpack it, and we didn't get to that, but we'll do that next. Okay. And uh, whatever else you got coming uh, on the way out the door, but I do want to remind folks healing. Hope Community Wellness event is taking place from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Kedron Community Health Center on tomorrow. It is free and it is open to all from the SCLC. News, traffic, and sports and more on KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA Talk 1580 is an intervention. When we come forward, includes you. KBLA Talk 1580, turning pain into power. Power. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. Starting off your Friday with a pastor, uh, Pastor William Smart, and we are doing Freedman Fridays, our inaugural edition with Rashid Littlejohn. Uh, that'll be up next in the next hour. Pastor Smart, you want to break down that, uh, that well, scripture the, for oh, us a little that, bit? The, the text is um, a king. He's talking about a king that's going out to battle, but first he needs basically needs to reason and go out and send men on a, on a peace offering, a negotiation, something that is in line with what Dr. King always said. When you're dealing with a situation, you need to first learn the facts, negotiate, then you know learn the facts, negotiate, and then prepare for the outcome of that. You know, try to remedy the situation. This is an excellent text that that's accentuated in. And so I would just say, yes, it let, we are to be able to reason together you know have peace offerings and different things like that it's a great text i think if you um that should get you started carl yes and for those trying to follow up uh with uh, the dr mark ridley thomas case there's a website called cd10voices.com which has a lot of updates on what's going on i don't see a fundraising um link here but certainly there has to there have to be events and such because uh it's not I'm sorry, it's I not cheap. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I didn't come prepared or I would have pulled that down. Yeah, well, um I will find it, but mm-hmm. cd10voices.com is a good place to follow. Uh, Pastor Smart, you know, what do you want to what do you want us I to think just about wanna, this weekend? <laughs> I just want them to come. You know, we are still healing from the acts that we have gone through for over 40 years and we have to be sensitive at all times and I just want to thank everyone who's been involved in this um, our, one of our leaders is, is um, Dr. Um, Deborah Bradley from St. John's and she, her work and um, my work my wife Dr. Tim I mean Pastor Tim Bakile was been smart has been involved in it um, Gary Poe we have some great people um, and all the people from Kedron that's been involved. Um, you know, we have a former councilman over there that's been really involved, David. Um, so we are going to have a great event. Community Build is working and show, showing up. They're going to be there in 
Cure LA and other organizations like that. The Baptist Ministers Conference will be involved. involved. So we want pastors to know that this whole demystifying mental health is going to take place. And this is just the first event. We're already working on something during King Month to continue doing this work. And everybody's invited. We cannot, you know, we're giving out whole turkeys, whole um, boxes of dry goods. That's where I'm off to now, putting them together. Please call me. Um, Everyone in the community, this is a great, going to be a great day. And thank you so much for allowing me to come on and talk about other things. But talk about this, you know, the demystifying of mental health in our community after four years of intrinsic racism and other issues that has brought us to this point. Four years, four centuries, you know. Uh, That's at 4211 Avalon Boulevard, the Kedron uh, Community Health Center, 4211 Avalon Boulevard in Los Angeles. All are welcome. People are struggling, it sounds like, on so many levels. And plus, you, when you network, you never know who you'll meet. I wanted to give love to all the folks that came to the DWP Department of Water Empowered Supplier Diversity Fair on yesterday. Just... All the, the you don't know who's there or what's there for you. So if you're struggling in an, in, a, in any way, SCLC is a good place to start. Yes, it is. And we go, we're coming forward with a major announcement about our gala very soon. And you can wait. You'll hear it, but mm. you'll hear it first on KBLA 1580. Yeah, that's what that's right. It's a little exclusivity around here. <clears throat> and you know, just just as a reminder, Pastor, my show does come on before Tavis's. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> I'm just playing. There's no radio gang banging going on. <laughs> Pastor William Smart, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you.